and welcome to the RochdaleAFC.com podcast. My name is Dean, aka At the Peak, and I'm joined once again by Chaff. Chaff, how are you, mate? A lot better after weekend, mate. Thank you. Yeah, good result for Dale this weekend. Ryan, how about you, mate? How are you getting on? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Good stuff. Well, we've also got a new guest with us today, Luke Walsh. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. Hoping to get some uh, tactical insight from you later on. My pleasure, lads. So we haven't actually spoke since uh, the Ipswich defeat last week, so we will start with that before moving on to uh, the slightly more positive result of this weekend just gone. Chaff, a, a poor defeat in the end at Ipswich, but um, they are going to be one of the better sides in the league. and We more than held our own, didn't we, in the first half in particular? Yeah, I thought we did quite well in the first half. And like we, well, we said on the, uh, on the last podcast, that we were fully expecting... To get beat, we were fully expecting not to even really be in the game much, and the Ipswich are going to be one of the front runners for the league. So um, a defeat was expected, um, and yeah, we there were there were positives from it. Um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a disastrous afternoon, but yeah, it was expected, I think. Yeah, Ryan. What what for you were some of the positives of that game? Um, it was it wasn't a terrible debut for Beasley, for example. Although he, he probably could have done better with one or two of the chances. But was there anyone else who stood out for you at Portman Road? Um, I thought we played well. We clearly went more direct in our play, which worked. We created a lot, a lot of chances. I thought um, I was impressed with the two fullbacks. To be honest, I thought Dunn did well, given that he's not not played at left back for a while. Um, it was probably at fault for their first goal, perhaps a second as well. But I thought over the ninety minutes he was all right, and so was Kierhain, who I know has just won the Player of the Month um, as well with a trust. Um, but yeah, I thought Beasley did okay. I thought Newby struggled. I think the step up in that game in particular was was probably too much for him. But um, yeah, I thought it was a good, a decent performance um, for a good hour, and then they they got the two goals. And, Fortunately, but yeah, positive. Yeah, Luke, I know you weren't um, able to watch that game, but um, as Ryan touched on there, they got the two goals in quick succession. And sorry to come to you with a bit of a negative question to start with, but it is something that we've seen quite a lot on the BBM, isn't it? Where we tend to concede goals in quick succession, particularly away from home. Do you think there's anything behind that? Um, potentially, I think you know we we probably on average do have um, you know a younger than than the average kind of age throughout the starting eleven, um, you know, and I think you can include the bench in that as well. Um, so potentially, kind of experience might have something to do with that. Um, and, and we've kind of been used to it for, for quite a while. Kind of heads go down, you go one nil down. The players, you know, when you look at the bench, we haven't got as many options as probably what BBM wants right now. Um, you know, so that I think, you, yeah, I think you're probably right. I think there probably is something in it. Um, but without kind of jumping the gun, we didn't kind of experience that Saturday just gone, did we? So hopefully, hopefully we kind of turned the corner there. Yeah, it's just been something that sort of bugged me in away games over the last year or so, where whenever we concede away from home, I don't really expect us to get anything from the game. Um, and thinking to the wins that we got were away from home last year, I think they were all like one goal, narrow victories. And it's just disappointing that we can't sort of build on, on good performances. Like the first half of that Ipswich game, I thought we were... Very good, probably the better side. Um, but then, as soon as that goal went in, there was just no confidence from me that that we were going to be able to get back into the game. Um, but 
Luke touched on the on the youngsters there, Ryan. You you watched the um, EFL Trophy game, didn't you, against Manchester United? Um, how did the young lads fare in that one? Is there anyone who you think maybe is knocking on the door of a, a first team spot? Yeah, it was good. And um, Hopper, I was so impressed with him. But I have been every time he plays. Um, I've seen him play attacking midfield for the youth team. I think he played right back in a couple of the friendlies. And he played as a, just a, a simple number eight last week, and he was very good. Um, Briley was composed on the ball, looked good. I don't think he's quite physical enough yet, even against the United lads. He, he struggled on that side, I think, but very good on the ball. Um, reminds me a bit of when Morley came through, um, where he was, his passing range is just beyond his age. Um, he probably just needs to mature a bit like, like Morley had to. Um but it was a good game, that. United came, and I, I was expecting a bit of a battering, to be honest, after what we did to Salford. Um, and I know Salford put out a, a decent team for that. I'm pretty sure Denderson played, or at least a couple of experienced forwards did. And another game where we, we created a lot of chances, and we obviously missed a penalty in 90 minutes. He then missed again in the shootout, Morley. Um, but yeah, a, a good game, and, and Hopper was, was excellent. Very good. Yeah, some multi-million pound signings, weren't there, in that United team. So it's actually quite a good result on paper when you think about the players that we rested. And Chaff, the, the interview with um, Briley after the game, I don't know if you saw that, but it was uh, quite encouraging, wasn't it? Because he's, um, he's Rochdale born and bred, has been on the Sandy Lane, he said, has been going to games since he was three. That's the sort of thing that fans love to see, isn't it? Yeah, well, we've had similar, haven't we, with uh, the likes of Luke Matheson. Um, it always adds a bit more... It always makes it a little bit more special when a, a lad comes through our youth team who's actually a, a Dale supporter. Um, a lot of the, the lads that come through the youth team are from the lo- sort of the, the little bit of the wider local area, sort of your Manchester, Salfords. But to get one who's, who's actually a Rochdale supporter, um, yeah, I expect big things from, from Ethan Briley. I thought he played well against Manchester United. Um, his range of passing instantly stands out he looks a very good footballer um, and once he like like Ryan said once he becomes a bit more physical um, and he, he, he grows a little bit I think he'll be an outstanding prospect um, and I do see similarities like Ryan did with uh, with Aaron Morley and we saw with Morley he seemed to go he seemed to come out of one season a, a, a sort of a kid and come into another pre-season as a man um, so yeah, it's, it's similar similarities there. I think um, I think Jimmy Keown was a little bit of a, an unsung hero in that United game as well, actually, because he had an absolutely horrendous task of uh, of marking um, Alanga on the um, on well on his right hand side, um, who gave him a torrid time, um, but he dealt with it very very well. I thought. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on Keogh in there, actually, Luke, because both both Chaff and Ryan have mentioned him there. He's had a great start to the season, hasn't he? And, and we said on the last podcast that sometimes he's a little bit underappreciated for the job that he does, well, the jobs that he does, because he, he's flitted into a few different positions. Um, do you think that's right, that he was, he's was he been the player of the month in the first month, and have you been impressed with him so far this season? Yeah, completely agree. Um, I think Cahane's kind of, you know, one of those players that I wouldn't minded kind of, you know, filling a position on the bench because he is, you know, because um, of the amount of positions that he can do a job in. But 
in actual fact, he's kind of making a wing-back position his, his own uh, with, with how he's been performing this season so far. Um, he looks fitter as well. I think I kind of noticed on Saturday he, he, he was really up and down, up and down. Um, and he's kind of been given clear direction to kind of get at the back stick a little bit more. Um, you know, when we are attacking down the, you know, the opposite flank, um, you know, demonstrated by his, you know, his goal against Swindon, I suppose. But, you know, also kind of, there's a few times I noticed him creeping in at the back stick. Um, you know, and he, he plays it simple, you know, and, and, and what I also kind of quite like about kind of how he's been playing this season is that he does look for that pass forward um, or that pass into midfield rather than that pass back to the centre half to then go across and then come back over. Um, so, you know, Fair play to Jimmy Cahill because, um, like I say, I added down as nothing, you know, nothing more than a squad player really. But um, he's done absolutely, you know, absolutely brilliant. And he deserves he deserves recognition for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think actually Ryan McLaughlin might have a bit of a fight on his hands when he's fit again for that starting spot. Um, I see him more as a right back than a, than a left back, and I still think getting a left back should be a priority. But um, Keohane's definitely done enough for me to, to suggest that he should probably be starting even when everyone's fit, um, whenever that may be, because it doesn't happen often with our squad, as we know. Um, but moving on to onto the Fleetwood game, um, I know we sort of skirted over those two, but I think we all wanted to talk about Dale's first league win of the season. Um, Ryan, what do you think it was that, that made us so much better in that game? Because although we were quite impressed with the performances against Portsmouth and in the first half, especially against Ipswich, we definitely stepped up a game against Fleetwood on Saturday, didn't we? Uh, yeah, to an extent. I think the biggest difference from this week to last week was we got that early goal. Um, you know, we, we got the goal when we were on top. I think if we'd have scored first against Ipswich, it might have been a similar story. But Fleetwood was very similar in the performance in that we sat back. We didn't necessarily press them when we didn't have to. Once we got the ball... I think every time we've got the ball, we look dangerous, which you know we were guilty of perhaps not doing last year. We didn't get forward probably quick enough, but I thought we were excellent. I thought Matty Lund was unbelievable on Saturday. I thought we were outstanding. Um, but we were so many. I thought Matty Dawn and Dooley down the left-hand side were very good. Um, Keohane again. The midfield was good. I thought we'd have missed Ryan, but we didn't seem to in that game. And Beasley again had a decent game, so yeah, I think it was just that getting that first goal, scoring first, and give that give the lads a bit of confidence before half time and going into the second half. I think that was the main difference. Yeah, Chaff, there was um, like like Ryan said there, there was some good performances from London and, and Dooley, but again, Matty Doan I thought was was excellent in that game, and and I saw Oli Rathbone getting quite a lot of praise as well. Does anyone else stand out for you from from that game? Um, the two that you mentioned um, stood out as well. I thought Dawn had his best game in a long time. Um, he linked up really well with Dooley, who also is subject to a lot of criticism a lot of the time, and probably deservedly so, because in, he must be, what, nearing 65 appearances or so. You've probably seen him play well, maybe six or seven times, but I thought this was a really one of his better performances in a Rochdale shirt, so I'd single out him as well. Um, and I'd single out Jay Beasley as well. Um, he offered something different to what we've been used to. Um, it was a, a real hard-working, solo, forward um, performance from him. Um, we're not used to seeing that, because obviously we've been blessed with Ian Henderson. Um, 
for for such a long time and he's such a completely different player. But he was pulling defenders one way, then another, without actually sort of doing much with the ball. I thought it was a real hard working performance from Beasley and I thought he was um he was unlucky not to, to get himself on the score sheet as well. Um yeah, I was uh how he didn't get a penalty as well um, in the in the opening minutes is beyond me. But yeah, Beasley, I thought, played well. Um, I just thought as a, as a team, I thought we played, yeah, I thought it was, it was a much improved performance. Yeah, and Luke, it was a very different performance to the ones that we were used to seeing in home games last season, wasn't it, in terms of the amount of possession that we had. There was a lot of games last season where we came out with 60-plus percent possession um, on Saturday, we we had nowhere near that, and yet managed to get the win. Do you think that's a, an overall change in tact from Barry Murphy, or do you think it was maybe just managing that that particular fixture in a different way? I, I didn't I didn't catch the the Ipswich game, but it kind of sounds like we went with a, a similar kind of method around um, kind of get, being a bit more direct. Um, so I do think it was a, a purposeful, you know, kind of tactic from from BBM actually to. Um, probably entice Fleetwood into to a high press, but then actually go long because we know Beasley can hold it up. I thought every time the ball went into his feet, especially in the first half, he did something with it, he laid it off, and then we were able to kind of start our attacks from further up the pitch, really. Um, you know, and that and that kind of that kind of set the tone, um, in especially in in that first half. Um, I think generally speaking, there was just you know there was just such a better balance throughout the, the midfield predominantly. Um, and I thought that the three kind of central midfielders complemented each other quite well. Um, I think Morley, to be effective, probably does need that aggression in the midfield with him. Um, and I just thought we were really aggressive, um, but but not not dirty in any way. Um, we just pressed at the right times, pressed as a team, and it, and it was effective. Um, and I think that kind of all comes from you know just striking that right balance. Um, you know, it does go to show that you don't need to have all the ball. You don't need to have, you know, 70% possession to win a game. Um, you know, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching that game, even though, you know, for large periods, especially again in the second half, we were defending, you know, we were without the ball, um, but it was good. And do you think with, with Beasley's addition to the squad that, that that changes the way we play as well? Chaff sort of touched on it a little bit there, but do you think at times last season we were guilty of maybe playing a possession game simply because it suited the way that Henderson wanted to play and it, it helps us to create chances for Henderson, whereas now we've got Beasley and obviously Humphreys is, is in a similar mould when he comes back and he's fit as well. Do you think that changes the way that we're going to play anyway? I think it does. I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to, to see us go back to that playing out from the back and, and being patient and, and kind of trying to outnumber, you know, um, the opposition in different areas of the pitch, but it gives us that other option. Um, which is which is vital really, and I think Beasley and Humphreys can kind of you know like you said they can dominate defenses together. So I do look forward to seeing them two together as a pair. Um, and I think it does go to show you know at the start of the season when we were, we were kind of seeing done up top with Newby, we kind of had to play that 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 game. Whereas now we can kind of play to our strengths um, and kind of you know go direct when we need to. Um, or play when we need to, really, and that's going to be difficult for, you know, the opposition as well to set up against us. Um, so it's encouraging. It, it definitely is. Yeah, I agree, and I know that there's a lot of fans out there as well that weren't particularly um, enamoured with the way we played at times last season. So I think just showing that that little bit of versatility in the way that we can set up. I think we did at times last season, but not enough. But obviously already we've had a tough start to the season in terms of fixtures and 
BBM looks a little bit less naive, shall we say, in terms of setting up against teams that are, that are going to be able to dominate us in terms of possession as well. Um, right, I wanted to come to you about Oli Rathbone because we were mentioning him in the WhatsApp. I know you're not uh, Oli's biggest fan, are you? But what did you make of his performance on Saturday? Because we were saying that in terms of like the energy, it was good. But the decision-making let him down a little bit, didn't it? He was holding on to the ball a little bit and, and a couple of times made the wrong pass. Yeah, he just... It frustrates me because um, he's got everything you want in a midfield playing. He's quick, he's fit, he's not afraid of getting into a tackle. He'll get you goals. He's got everything you want. But that little... His passing, to me, is just... Almost not good enough for for League One at times. I think you expect him when he's coming from United for that to probably be be up there with one of the best in the league. But there were times on Saturday where if he'd got his pass right, we'd have been one on one, or we'd have been two or three on one at times. And I thought he just he got it wrong too often. You can forgive one or two because Lund does it all the time. But Rathbone seemed to get every single one wrong on on Saturday. Um, and it, it does frustrate me, but I see why he's important to the team because he's, he's got that little you know tenacity in him, and he's got the fitness, and he's it can be a link between the you know defensive unit and the attacking unit because of how fit he is, and he can get up and down the pitch. But yeah, he just frustrates me with that at times um, because we've probably been blessed with players who can pick that pass to Jamie Allen and, and Camps um, in the past, and he's just not quite doing that for me but I do I know what he brings to the team I just wouldn't be as gutted as most of the fans would be if, if Hull came back in I guess yeah we'll have to wait and see what happens because I think there has been sort of murmurs that, that a few teams are still interested in them and obviously there's still a couple of weeks left in the EFL window as well so um, but yeah I agree I don't I don't think Saturday was his best game I saw a lot of people praising him but I think they praise that energy and that, that work rate without actually seeing how much of an effect he has on the game and on Saturday. It did stand out as one of his poorer games for me and I don't know whether that's because I've been listening to you moaning about him for the last <laughs> few weeks. So, um, so Chaff, obviously still very early days, um, but I wanted to come to you because obviously me and you were both very negative about our chances of staying up this season. I just wanted to ask, really, after these four games, are you feeling more or less hopeful of, of a better season? Good question. I still think it'll be a long old season, um, but at the same time, we've got four points now that I didn't expect us to have. So we've got off to a, a much better start than I expected us to get off to. Um, I still think we will be at the wrong end of the table for large chunks of the season, and it may not even be enough. Um, last season, we had the likes of Southend and Bolton that did us a huge favour. I'm not sure we're going to have another Bolton this year. I think a lot of people are expecting Wigan maybe to um, to struggle, lose a lot of players um, and, and be the Bolton replacement, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I think we're, I, I still think we'll struggle, um, but we've got off to a much better start than I anticipated. Um, and I see a lot of positives that give us a chance uh, to stay up and that's all I really asked for I, I just wanted us to be in with a, a chance of staying up um, which may be negative in itself that view but in terms of where we were looking at weeks ago I didn't see us having a chance of staying up now I think we've got a chance 
Yeah, which is obviously um, progression and improvement in terms of the mindset. But Luke, what about um, what about yourself? I'm not sure how sort of negative or positive you were feeling before the season started, but in terms of the way these first few games have panned out, how are you feeling now? Are you feeling that we're more likely to compete or, or were you expecting us to be um, sort of the same as the last few years anyway where we were able to keep our heads above water? Um, I think I, I was expecting a little bit similar to Traff, really. I was, I was quite apprehensive going into the season um, with, with the squad of players that, that we had and, and with what we still do, really. I think it's quite easy sometimes to get carried away after a defeat or, or a victory. Um, the thing that worries me is, 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 is the squad depth. Um, that that's what really worries me. We've got a few players there who, who kind of, you know, have been known to be quite injury prone in, in seasons gone by. Uh, the likes of Lund, McShane, uh, Rathbone to a certain extent. Um, you know, Newby is well coming into it from the levels you know that he's been used to playing with. He's probably going to have dips in form, I would imagine, um, because it's just such a big jump for him. Uh, as much as I do, I do like him, um, and. That's where you want probably to, to be able to rotate. Um, I don't think BBM quite has that luxury uh, as of yet. Um, so I'm hopeful, you know, I think if we were to go with the, the squad that we've got now for the rest of the season, um, I just don't think we've got the squad depth um, to, to kind of quite, you know, survive. But I do feel we will be competitive. Um, if we can strengthen with a few more, um, I think that, that, will, that will kind of give us every, every chance really. Um, I suppose the question is whether we're going to be able to do that or not. Yeah, and I think most supporters would share that view that we still need a few a few extra players in. Uh, Ryan, is there anywhere in particular? I know, obviously, we know about the situation with the left-back. We've been looking for a left-back pretty much all summer, it seems. Where else do you think we need to strengthen um, before, before the window shuts in a couple of weeks' time? It's a tough one now, because apart from left-back, we're pretty much... Probably two in each position. Um, it'd be nice to bring in a defensive midfielder, I think. Whether we'll get that, I don't know. We've not been linked with any, as far as I'm aware. Um, but when Ryan's out, I like Lund a bit further forward, so I don't want him doing that number four position. And whether Morley can do it against some of the top sides in the division, I guess give him a chance. But apart from that, I, I was saying a wide player, but... We're not playing with wide players, it seems. Um, so, could potentially be nice to have that option should we need it. But left back's got to got to be priority. Um, and then, yeah, apart from that, I guess it's just adding adding bodies anywhere, but probably up front now and and as an actual central midfielder. Yeah, it's strange because I do kind of agree in a way. Um, but at the same time, Chaff, you look at the bench on Saturday and we've got uh, McNulty and I think the rest were were academy graduates and um, we didn't even manage to, to name six subs, of course. I know there are injuries at the minute, but it still looks a little bit short, doesn't it? It's very short, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, like Luke says, we, we do need to strengthen as well to be to give ourselves half a chance because the, the, there isn't the depth there at all um, in terms of what we need um, the left back role is obvious um, but in terms of how we've set ourselves up to play this season I'm a little bit like Ryan we, we, I would I'd have wanted a wide player but we don't seem to be playing with a great amount of width so that role I just want somebody to be able to come off the bench 
or threatened to, to get into the side and be able to carry the ball a decent distance to be able to, and somebody who's creative um, like I know um, Ryan's not a massive fan of Ollie Rathbone but somebody in the Rathbone mould who can pick the ball up and create and move forward with it because I think that's what we've struggled with a little bit um, in previous games is that and certainly last season when Rathbone was out of the side we've got nobody to bridge the gap between the midfield and the attack and that's what he does so well that's what his, that's his main attribute for me um, and I, I, I think the way that we've set out it's the role I sort of want Dooley to be able to do but he doesn't do it often enough um, I, just, I want somebody to be able to carry the ball so in terms of actual positions um, anybody, somebody who can play anywhere in the final third maybe has a bit of pace maybe uh, comfortable on the ball and a left back um, as, a, as a minimum, really. Luke, both, both Ryan and Chaff there sort of touched on the fact that we don't really um, we seem to be operating with wide players at the moment. Do you think that's something that BBM will look into as an option, though, especially because we do have some players who, who can fill in in those roles? Obviously, Matt Dome was a, a left winger when he first came to the club in his first spell, and, and Dooley can play out wide. And we think we, I think uh, Newby mostly played out wide whilst he was with Charlie last season. Do you think it is something that, that BBM might look to at some point, and if so, will he need perhaps a more uh, natural wide player, if that is something that he, he will be looking to do? I think so. As far as offering that, that extra option, uh, I think it's needed. I, I, I agree with what Chaff and, and Ryan have said there. Um, I do like the look of Barr. Um, you know, I think he's going to come on You know, more and more as the season kind of develops. You know, He is someone, when, when Chaff kind of said he wants someone to you know be able to kind of pick the ball up and, and take us up the pitch um you know straight he was the first person that came to came to mind really i think kind of the, the way i saw i see us setting up at the minute is we do have kind of players that out of you know out of possession off the ball we will kind of you know put Dooley and newbie in those wider positions um but as soon as we're on the ball they very much kind of tuck in and kind of have that kind of free reign down their sides of the pitch, but very much kind of inside, if that makes sense. And I think the idea is obviously that then the likes of Dawn and Keohane will bomb on around the outside uh, and provide the width as, as such. Um, but but yeah, you know, as, as far as kind of providing that option, I do think we need someone who, you know, is a similar kind of player to the likes of Dooley and, and, and kind of newbie, I think. Um, you know, you can kind of just give that extra option, really. Yeah, I'm still yet to be convinced by Dooley in that role, personally, which is a bit of a worry when he's been at the club for, I think, over two full seasons now. Um, but I will say that he had a good game for me on Saturday. I thought he, he did that, sort of carrying the ball out of midfield towards more attacking areas of the pitch quite well. Um, so hopefully we can see a little bit more a little bit more of that as the, as the season progresses. And Chaff, just before we move on, uh, a quick word for Fabio Tavares. Uh, he's coming for some stick, hasn't he, at times this season? But got himself got himself a goal, and you can't um, you can't take that one away from him after the after the Bolton one from last season, which you were adamant not to give him. Well, yeah, the Bolton one's an own goal without <laughs> question. Um, yeah, no, he, as soon, when he was the only option off the bench this weekend, who you thought might be able to offer something. Um, you want that from Barr, but obviously he's injured at the minute. Um, and to be fair, he took his chance. He took his chance really well. Um, 
And yeah, so I, I, I can't be too harsh on him. Um, he scored the winning goal in is it two games now? Being crowned the, the Markham game. Um, so yeah, long may it continue. Um, yeah, I've not been his biggest fan, but if he proves me wrong, I'll quite happily hold my hand up. So a good start to the season um, for Dale, and I'm sure. We're all looking forward to the next game as well, which is against Accrington Stanley, of course. Um, Ryan, I'll, I'll just ask you quickly to sort of sum up your feelings ahead of that game. Obviously, it's become a little bit of a, a rivalry for us, hasn't it, in recent years? And, and we've seemed to have had the better of those games, um, which has been pleasant, given uh, given John Coleman is still the manager at Accrington. Yeah, um, I think with us being pretty close... Um, helps but whoever John Coleman was managing I'd love us to beat him um, and yeah we've, we've got a decent record against him particularly away from home um, we've done very well there and it's sort of a bit of disappointment that we can't go over there I was talking to a couple of my mates at work and things and a bit gutted we can't all go over in our numbers like we normally do but we watch him from home and it's it's one of those games where it's the first one of a season, really, where we're playing a team that will probably be in and around us at the end of the season. So it'll be interesting to see what we can do. Um, definitely winnable. Um, and we go there and play like we have done the last couple of games. I'm, I'm more than confident of beating them. I know they've started pretty well at it. They're just outside the playoffs. Um, but with four games in, or whatever it is. So go there, play as we have been doing, direct on the front foot and yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we should do well there again. Yeah, as, as you mentioned, it is a bit of a shame that it, it's not in normal circumstances because it is one of the games we, we enjoy going to uh, as supporters. And one of the things that we've missed as well um, during these times before away games has been playing with the Rochdale supporters team, which is something that me and you have done, Ryan. And, and Luke, who's joined us tonight, you're uh, the co-manager, is that the right term? Yeah, a joint manager. Joint manager of the Rochdale Supporters team. Do you want to give us just a little bit of a background on on the team and the history and and basically why why you enjoy doing it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the team settled probably. Um, I think it was in the, in the year two thousand or around about that time. So it's been going strong now um, for for over twenty years. Um, I got involved as a as a, a 16, 17 year old lad um, just because I kind of uh, ended up. Um, knowing a couple of lads and you know just travelling to away games um, had an interest in playing a bit of football here and there as well and, and it just kind of went from there um, and it's just a great laugh like you just said really it's, it's a proper obviously during these times at the minute it's not quite the case but um, you know it's a great away day you know especially when you, when you go down play the opposition support team in the morning um, you know go to the pub after that and then, and then head on to the game um, that's kind of what Saturdays were all about uh, for me anyway um, you know I've loved every minute of, of being involved in the team and um, you know just, just a little plug to, to anyone who's any Dale fans who's listening and has a, a little bit of interest in playing football maybe that we are always on the lookout for players um, so if anyone fancies kind of getting involved and then send a message onto the, uh, the Twitter account if, if, if you fancy getting involved um, what is that Twitter account if anyone's listening and fancies uh... that's a cracking question Dean <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can find it anyways let, I think, let me check <laughs> I think it's Rochdale underscore SFC something like that but I'm sure you'll be able to find it if yeah. you have a 
if you have a little look. Rochelle, yeah, Rochelle S underscore FC it is. All right, so if you're looking to get involved, that's definitely the way to go about it. Uh, as I said, me and Ryan have been been involved in the past. Ryan, can you sort of tell the listeners just how much fun we have playing those games and, and maybe uh, remind, remind some people of some famous goals that have been scored by members of this podcast team? Yeah, I've got a tattoo about one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I was similar to Luke, to be honest. I think I was 16, 17 when I joined. And, yeah, it's a great laugh. We've played on, you know, the Scotland pitch a couple of times. Um, we've played at Gig Lane a couple of times. Um, and, you know, we've, we've played around the country, watching daily in the afternoon, playing football. Been up to Scotland on a few trips where we're playing a British Cup that we won, by the way, once. Um, and yeah, play a game in the morning, and then you you free from sort of one till the next day. So we just have a right good piss up over in Scotland, and yeah, it's just a, a right laugh, good set of lads. Um, we all go on holiday with a good bunch of mates. So I'm sure if anyone joins, we'll be integrated into that squad and, and that sort of friendship group, you know, easily basically. Because because like I said, we've got no bad eggs, so it's it's a great bunch. And Luke, like you said, you've been involved for quite a long time now. What are some of your favourite memories from being involved with the supporters team uh, alongside, you know, just the general? Like you said, for me, it, it's the same as yourselves, like um, being able to follow Dale and have a game in the morning. And, and like, like you've both said, it's a great bunch of lads as well. Really enjoyed getting to know everyone. And, and for me as well, like I didn't have many mates who were Dale fans before. So, so meeting people who were Dale fans and being able to travel to games and stuff, I, I found to be a really good experience to be honest and still consider every single one of those players a good mate so like what have been your your uh, the best memories from from those many years of being involved Blimey um, I think well uh, on a personal level you know scoring on my debut against Bury uh, you know where the, where the rivalry continues against against Bury supporters team uh, that, that was a cracking memory uh, as Ray alluded to, you know, playing on Scotland, you know, is, is a real kind of, it's a magical experience really for, for us lot as, as Dale fans. And um, probably the first time we were able, you know, we were able to do that. That was a great experience. Um, but I, I think, you know, you've both kind of mentioned it. A lot of a lot of the memories, the best memories I've got are actually kind of not even to do with playing at times because of how close everyone is and, and how welcoming everyone is. And, you know, like you guys have said, I think we've kind of made friends for life, um, but but it's an open group at the same time. Um, going up to Scotland and and, and kind of probably the, the the pinnacle was was winning the British Cup uh, a few years ago. Um, I suppose it just shows that you don't have to have the biggest pool of of supporters' talent to be the best team in in Britain. Um, you know, I think you know the the, the close knit group that we've got um, and the manner in which we kind of stick by each other and and, and the manner in which we play. Kind of, you know, has made us successful on that front as well, and that was a great experience. Um, so yeah, quite a few. Uh, and as manager, are you going to be able to to promise more more success, more silverware in the coming years? Absolutely. Um, I think I think kind of what the the good words that that yourself and Ray have, have put our way there, Dean, is is clearly as a result of of how the team is run, um, and and the leadership qualities that I display <laughs> as an individual. Um, you know, we know it is, you know, in part down to how I look after you guys. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we, we do aim to kind of, whilst we are all there, we were common goals following the club and whatnot, we do want to win as well. Um, so, um, yeah, we will be we will be aiming to win the league this season and win another cup, hopefully. 
And um, uh, can I just say how disappointed I am that you've both mentioned uh, about the fact that we played on Spotland without mentioning a certain goal that we scored. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, was, I was setting you up, Dean. <laughs> setting you up to have the glory yourself. Look, I'm sure people will have heard about it. The news travelled <laughs> far and wide at the time. So. <laughs> uh, so we'll just finish off with our with our normal game. Um, but obviously, with with being three of you today, I've I've changed it up a little bit. So rather than going for a for a match from Dale history, I've I've got a squad list from the 2014 2015 season. So, with there being three of you, I want you to name every player that played a league game for Dale in that season, okay? So, there's 31 players altogether. Um, when you get one wrong, you'll be out. And then whoever's the last man standing, as it were, will take home, uh, take home the metaphorical prize. There's no, uh, there's no prize on offer, unfortunately. Uh, so, we will start in the order that you are in my Zoom chat. So, Ryan, you can go first, mate. Josh Lillis. That's correct. Chaff? Um, this is a sort of period I struggle with a little bit. George Donnelly. Uh, correct. I had, to, I had to do some searching there. Only four appearances for Donnelly. Luke? Ian Henderson. Correct. Ryan? Um, Joe Raff. Correct. Chaff? Uh... Michael Rose. Correct. Luke? Ollie Lancashire. Correct. Ryan? Ashley Easton. Correct. Chaff? Peter Vincenti. Correct. Luke? Bastien Neri. Correct. Ryan? Matty Lund. Correct. <laughs> Chaff? Um... Scott Hanzer. Correct. Luke. Um, Jamie Allen. Correct. Starting to get a bit more difficult now, isn't it? Ryan. 14-15. Yeah. The season after the second promotion. Andy Cannon. Correct. Chaff. Callum Camps. Correct. Luke. Scott Organ. Incorrect. Oh. Incorrect, I'm afraid. I think he was only with us for that one season, wasn't he? So I was just double-checking to see if he made a, an appearance at the start of the next season, but it doesn't seem that he did. So, unfortunately, uh, it's down to Chaff and Ryan. I was I was rooting for you there, Luke, just so, <laughs> just so someone else could get a win. But uh, So, we're back to you, Ryan. Um. Can I check on my kit? So the kit was um, no. <laughs> the kit was was a blue with black trim down the sides. Yeah. Crowd or a sponsor? Uh, Jack Muldoon. Feeler, I think. Jack Muldoon, did you say? Yeah. Correct. Chaff. Uh, we said Calvin. No one said Calvin yet, and that is correct. Had to remind me of him. For what it's worth, you now have the uh, the eight highest appearance makers. Eight. So we're spraying on. Stephen Dawson. Correct. Oh, that's a great show. Uh, oh, I've got one. 
Joel Logan. Correct. Reese Bennett. Correct. Oh, uh. I'm starting to forget who said who, by the way, here. So if someone mentions yes. one that's already been said, someone tell me. Um. Tension, man. Yeah. On a friend if you want, chaff. James Hooper. Incorrect. Ah. Incorrect. He was on the squad list but didn't make a league appearance. So Ryan takes the victory this time. I think, does, does that make it 2 1 between you two? It does, yeah. Chaff, you've got some work to do here, mate. We can't, we can't let Ryan go <laughs> with this. I told you last week it'd be, uh, it'd be jenning up in his week of absence. <laughs> when it's not a game from the 1990s, I do all right. <laughs> I haven't done a single game for the 90s yet. But, but we can do one next week if you want, mate, after chirping up like that. So uh, so just to run through the squad then, um, for anyone who is playing along at home, it was, uh, I'll go in, in squad number order. Josh Lillis, Joe Rafferty, Reese Bennett, Ashley Easton, Ollie Lancashire, Peter Vincenti, Matthew Lund, Calvin Andrew, Fabian Brandy. I'm surprised that Ryan didn't get that after his... Infamous chant for him. <laughs> um, we have Ruben Noble Lazarus, Stephen Dawson, Bastian Harry, Matt Doan, Scott Tanzer, Jack Muldoon, Jamie Jones, Thomas Chiqua, George Donnelly. Oh, do you know what I was going to say? Him. <laughs> it's no good now, Chaff. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Johnny Deba made one appearance. Jack O'Connell, Conrad Logan, Jamie Allen, Michael Rose, Joel Logan. Andy Cannon, Callum Camps, Niall Bell, Tom Kennedy, Joe Bunny, Ian Henderson, and Shamir Fenelon. Oh. So, uh, Luke, Luke, who was the one that you got after you were out? Uh, I wrote down Noble Lazarus and O'Connell. So you had two more there if you hadn't, uh, if you hadn't ballsed it up with the Scott Hogan shout, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, well done, Ryan, on the uh, on another victory. Uh, all that's left for me to say then after that is thanks once again for joining me, Chaff. Nice one, thank you very much. And Ryan, thanks again. Enjoyed it, thank you. And Luke, thanks very much for, for joining us. I hope to have you on again sometime soon. Cheers, Dean. Love to. See you next time. Up the Dale. Cheers, lads. Just a little uh, note from me after the podcast here. Uh, we are currently looking for a sponsor for the RochdaleAFC.com podcast. Uh, we're really enjoying producing these and chatting about Dale, but at the moment we are running at a slight loss. So we were wondering if there was any Dale fans out there that would be interested in sponsoring the podcast. Of course, we'll do a few adverts for whatever your firm or brand may be. Uh, if you could help us out and make sure that you could cover those uh, those those minimal losses that we're currently uh, operating out and doing these podcasts so if you if you are interested just drop me a dm on the forum at the peak or you can email me at deanandrewsmith92 at gmail.com